Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Hello, everyone. My name is Omar, and I'm your host for this show called Secrets of Greatness. Thank you so much for coming back. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you following all the episodes thus far and providing me with so many feedback and comments and support. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. First things first, if you have not already done so, please do subscribe to this channel by clicking the subscribe button below and leave us with a few comments from this particular episodes in the comment section below and a thumbs up as well if you like this. So now that all the housekeeping stuff is out of the way, I am so, so excited to introduce you the guest for today's show. She is the founder of Unwind the Grind, a career and leadership development platform for millennials who are looking to excel in their careers. She has skillfully blended her business management experience, her experience in marketing and coaching, in, in that she has accumulated at Procter & Gamble for over 10 years and has worked with organizations all over the world internationally, enabling them and engaging their workforce to build leadership capabilities. She is also an ICF certified Gallup Strengths coach and an NLP practitioner with more than 500 hours of coaching and consulting experience. As a budding thought leader, Samia is a writer about leadership and she writes on various different topics pertaining to millennials especially. So please join me in welcoming Samia Hassan, the founder and CEO of Unwind the Grind. Samia, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It is such an honor to host you and gain and ask you questions so that I can learn from you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, for inviting me for this awesome intro. I was like, okay, it's going on and on and on. I know, right? I'm like, wow, this is an incredible list of achievements and accomplishments. And I, you know, this, this, through this episode, I really hope we can um not just conscious surface that really go deep into how do you how do you do this right and you're a mother of a, a what four year five-year-old or something five-year-old yeah five-year-old yeah. like how do you do this it's incredible incredible really um so you know i'm really excited to have you on the show thank you so much thank you very excited to be here awesome samia so samia get letting um to get started with i want to uh you know I want to ask you some, you know, questions about success. Of course, you know, this particular series is all of talking about success and greatness, right? And what I wanted to do is I wanted to learn your secrets of success, right? Like what is the secret sauce that you have acquired uh, to be successful throughout your, not just your career, but especially in your mm. uh, career for the last three years as an entrepreneur, as the founder of mm. Unwind the Grind? Hmm. 
Okay, so let me, let me if, if, if you allow it, let me ask, or let's say answer this question by asking you, what, how do you define success? What is success for you? Uh, great, you're doing the coaching thing. You're flipping the questions <laughs> back at me. There's I know reason, that there's thing. There's a reason I'm asking this question. <laughs> so I love that. You can't help being a coach. <laughs> can't help with that, right? <laughs> Flip the question back. Uh, um, okay, since you asked that question, what is success to me? To me, um, whenever I look at success, it's it, to me, it's all about giving back, right? If, at least, and that's a per. And if everyone has a personal uh, definition of success, and this is my personal definition, right? If I am able to give back to this world, to the community that I serve, to the people that I work with, and create a positive impact, that is what success is to me personally. So that's awesome. Great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. And the, the secret sauce is that success, the definition of success is always personal. It's, and then you answered it so well for yourself. And of course, you, you're awakened and enlightened. So you know it already. But this is where people struggle most of the time. And a lot of my clients coming to me, even myself, like growing up, we are told that there's a certain formula mm. to success get good grades at school, study well, get a you know, a high paying job in a multinational company and just die there, never leave that company uh, if you land a good job. And you know, just climb the corporate ladder, just uh, keep on churning out hours, gaining experience, get married, have five kids, get them married. You know, it's just that, that, that pace. So you'll, you'll be successful when you have a car, when you own a house, when you have these many kids, when you keep on, you know, gaining experience in um, the corporate world. And that's not what success is. So there is no secret sauce to it except for two things. One, success is personal to each and every one of us and it's internal. So instead of letting the society define what success is or is not for you and having external benchmarks or yardstick for gauging what success mm -hmm. is, look inward. And this look is what in. we do, right? You and I, yeah. we allow people to look inward. So for me, a simple answer is my definition of success is a life that is in line with my core values is a successful life. I would, I would find by the time that I'm dying and I would be looking back at my life and if, if I've lived my life in line with my values, it will be a successful life. And Alhamdulillah, I can say so far, if I look at my life right now, it is in line with my values. I am able to discern what my values are throughout my, uh, all the years of experience, knowing what success felt like to yeah. other people but did not feel like to me as I was unhappy and miserable in my corporate job by the end of it and yeah. having the courage to move past that and to identify what is success to me what is happiness to me what fulfills me how do I find meaning and purpose in my work and um, it comes down to a couple of things like four or five values I'd share with you one similar to yours is about impact you put it as giving back. For me, it's impact, making a visible, tangible difference in people's mm -hmm. lives, uh, specifically helping young people see who they are, achieve what they're capable of. So impact is big. Um, and then followed by growth. So having this growth mindset of always wanting to learn, to, to stretch myself, to get out of comfort zone, to have, give myself, allow myself the exposure uh, you know, to uh, experience new things and learn new things. And then it's about um, connection. It's about feeling connected with people, having the sense of belonging, nurturing the sense of belonging and community. Um, I'm a people's person. So, you know, it really, oh. it's about relationships. It's about love. It's about being there, being empathetic and kind. Um, what else? I think it's also about 
um, creativity. I think mm -hmm. a lot of my work revolves around creative experiences, be it coaching, which is a very yeah. creative experience. You dance in the moment, you know, you um, see how to, you know, take things uh, as you go. You improvise in that way. Also writing, speaking, um, mm -hmm. designing courses and programs, designing events. Um, I sing as well. So I think everything oh, wow. I do involves a lot of creativity. Um, so I think this whole piece of, you know, um, creating something from scratch, uh, coming up with, you yeah. know, uh, experiences that really make people's lives richer um, and courage, courage right. for sure. Without courage, without daring to dream big without thinking big uh, you can't have growth mindset you can't learn you can't make an impact you can't put yourself out of your comfort zone you can't have you know really creative out of the box uh, ideas uh, so it all comes down to really uh, having being daring enough to push past what you think is the norm uh, or what is the status quo. So I think this all kind of sums up my values and what success means to me. No, definitely. I think your core values are, I think at least from what I know of you, you're definitely living those core values of having courage, making meaningful connections with people, having a growth mindset and being really true to your own personal self, right? And I think that that is really, really uh, beautifully said Samia, and um, you know, on that particular note, I wanted to get a little uh, deeper into one of the topics that you touched um, when we were uh, also talking previously, right? Like you spoke about the fact by being um, the you spoke about earlier on the mindset and the abundance mindset, right? Um, and how that is uh, so crucial um, in the process of. Uh, going from point A to point Z, like from where you are right now to whatever your goal is. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us what exactly is this abundance mindset, right? What is an abundance mindset? Mm -hmm. One. And two, how can I, as an individual, as a young professional, acquire uh, abundance mindset? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think abundance mindset, of course, you know, down the list of my values is always abundance and gratitude and it's, it's uh, right there as well. Abundance is, is basically having this mindset of having enough. No matter where you are in your life, wherever you are in terms of your work, your achievements, uh, what you're doing, you always start with this mindset of that I am enough. It mm. first starts with you first and foremost, right? So as mm. a person, before you even take it out to the external world, I am enough, I have enough, I am good enough, I'm loved enough, I can do enough, I can do more. Um, and it's, it's a mindset. And the reason I'll tell you, let me, let me put it differently. For instance, if we look at it um, from the opposite lens of scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. um, then you would realize that a lot of fears that we all have, you and I as well, and everybody else, a lot of our fears stem from a scarcity mindset mm. and we all go through it. So experiences in our childhood, um, adulthood, whatever happens to us, we start thinking when we are low or down or gloomy, whatever, that we don't have enough. Right. So our fears come from, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. I don't have what it takes to uh, achieve, to reinvent myself. Um, I cannot do this. Uh, I'm not capable enough. I'm not skilled enough. And this um, is a downward spiral that yeah. leads us to just, you know, uh, be in this state of scarcity, of lack of resources, of lack of um, 
of, of a fearful, anxious state. Right. Um, and if we don't uh, consciously try to step out of it and to change our mindset to abundance, to faith, to belief, to gratitude, then we can just keep in this whirlpool and keep get going down and letting it you know, uh, get to us um, and getting sucked into it. So to your question of how to cultivate this mindset of abundance, I think for me personally, at least first and mm -hmm. foremost, it starts with a core faith and belief that we have as, as people, as human beings, as whatever faith that you belong to, that everybody in this world has enough resources and enough means to uh, cater for themselves, to mm. provide for themselves, and there's enough for everybody. We are not fighting for rewards, recognition, achievements, success, money, because it's limited. It's not limited. It's not finite. Everything's infinite. Everybody out there has enough. You know, if you have this belief, yeah. it, I think it's a saying. I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly. Whatever is meant for you will find you. It will come to you. There, there's. I, I don't think I'm, I'm remembering the exact words, but it's, it's the, mean, the essence is that, you know, whatever you're meant to get, you will get it. So with the amount of time we spend in comparing and contrasting and hustling and look at this person and look at that person being super competitive, trying to put people down, backstabbing, especially in the corporate world, uh, business world overall. Um, if we understand that, you know, if you keep on, of course, being smart, being street smart, do your bit, uh, perform well, uh, do whatever you have to, but then have this core belief and faith that whatever is meant for you will find you. So you don't have to, let me give you an example. So when I started Unwind the Grind four years ago, um, mm -hmm. coaching as an industry in this part of the world in the Middle East was quite nascent. So if I would go out and tell someone I'm a coach, they wouldn't know what I'm saying. So coach, coach of what? A health coach or a fitness coach, because that's, that was more normal, let's say for them to know, but they wouldn't know. Um, and then I would say, okay, no career coach. And they'd be like, oh, okay. So you're a career counselor. You tell people how to choose a career. I said, no, no, that's not exactly what I do. So it was such a struggle to let people know what is it that I do. So it, the, when the industry is nascent, uh, rather than mm -hmm. being competitive with the few coaches that you have, it makes much more sense to have an abundance mindset and right. to broaden the pie and to grow the pie together so for instance at the time now the awareness of course is much much more on mental health or coaching right. everything but at the time i would for instance go out and seek out other coaches seek out people from icf who are certified coaches mm. um talk to them uh, get invited or, or let's say speak at events uh, and raise the awareness together of what coaching means because overall as you work collectively with those other coaches who are not necessarily your competition you together have a much bigger voice than you have as one single person and then you can grow the pie together and people will know about the industry more uh, that's an abundance mindset versus saying that oh no i'm not going to talk to this person he or she's also a career coach and they're going to coach my clients and right. you know they're going to steal my stuff they're going to look at my social media you know so it's just that um because of um yeah that's it. That, 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 <laughs> no, that's a great. I think the example really helps, and it's I think the essence of what you're uh, the the abundance mindset. The way I learned about it with, from you is it's all about partnerships and collaborate. Having that collaborative mindset, and think of people around you. Yes, the world may uh, put you as competitors, but think of yourself as like uh, collaborators and not competitors. And so that you can mm -hmm. actually work together to increase 
the size of the pie, right? Rather than the pie, uh, the size of the pie being the same and you're all sharing it, keep on working together to keep increasing the pie so that there's more for each and every one of you. And that, that, that's a great, I think that's a great mindset to have for young entrepreneurs who are looking to start their business. And unfortunately, um, you know, if um, the traditional schools and universities and the business courses that you take, they straight away, they start talking about competition, competitor analysis. And there's this, uh, um, there's this mentality, like if you're not doing it, then maybe your competitor, competitor is, and you know, that kind of mindset really sometimes uh, mm. gets you into that scarcity mindset. Right. And as you said, you know, yeah. you have to um, consciously make an effort to avoid it and see how you can leverage those points um those people as your collaborators and work together with them Mm -hmm. as you did so which is fantastic so Mm -hmm. and one one i just like to add one more point here um you know the the antidote to scarcity is practicing gratitude so anytime you feel fearful or scared or i don't have enough i'm not good enough and we all go through it from time to time practice gratitude because gratitude is you know uh, given that you're doing the research on similar uh, topics let me tell you gratitude and appreciation are one of the highest energy forces out there like whenever you feel energy these are the emotions that is that are at the highest frequency there's nothing more like better or higher than feeling gratitude so when you have this sense of groundedness when you feel gratitude when you take count of your blessings and you feel grateful and you practice it actively Mm -hmm. automatically it enforces abundance because you are thanking God or thanking the universe for what you have. So it focuses, it shifts the mindset from what I have to what I have versus what Mm -hmm. I don't have. And the more you count and it's contagious as well, right? So the more you count things that you have, I have this, I have this, I have that, I have this mindset, I have all these experiences. I've learned from all my uh, experiences or failures or whatever you, it instills in you a sense of um, thankfulness, gratefulness and abundance because I do have a lot. And actually, yeah, I might not have, again, linking back to success, maybe I might not have all of those tick mark checklist uh, items that the society wants me to have from an external perspective, but from an internal perspective, from being wise and mature and kind and whatever I've gained, you know, in my life, um, in my business, in my work, I have all of this. So the more you thank uh, God for it, the more you practice meditation, gratitude, journaling, writing, speaking, whatever it is, the more you will, um, let's say, go towards abundance and the more mm. further away you will be from scarcity. Right. No, that's such a great point. And I think, it, and here's the interesting thing, right, Samia? I think um, uh, all so far, majority of the guests who have come on the show, they have, each and every one have spoken so highly about the benefits of journaling. And you touched on that briefly as well, right? And, and I think that that journaling is one way in which you can actually uh, practice gratitude. Um, question to you, are, what are the other ways um, other than journaling mm-hmm. in which you can actually practice um, um, gratitude very, very consciously? Um, mm-hmm. If you could share some tips, that would be great. 
Sure, I'll share some personal examples, uh, of mm. course. Um, I think once you get into the habit of doing it, it starts coming to you naturally throughout the day. So for mm -hmm. instance, uh, in my case, the highs of the day, I never let them pass without thanking. So for mm. instance, um, I go out and it's a great day, beautiful weather. I'm, I'm a big nature person. So nice. seeing the sun and mountains and all of that is great. So I would always say thanks. Thanks for the beautiful day, for nature, for whatever. Anything that happens throughout the day with my daughter, there's an amazing moment of joy with her as I'm playing with her or I was cooking and making something amazing and it turned out really nice um, on a particular project. I simple, small things on, mm. uh, you know, I was working and I was in the flow and I was able to even work um, uh, and finish the stuff that I was meant to do. So saying, stopping during the day and saying thanks uh, when you have this feeling of, Hmm, good. Okay. That's great. You know, I, I did that. That's one. Uh, the other is, uh, and this one works for me when I'm feeling low and nothing seems to get me up <laughs> and you know, you're in that downward spiral and you're sinking in and you're like, okay, nothing is working. Then I go back and consciously think about all the wonderful things that have happened to me in the past, particularly right. things that at the time I Think I thought was were not possible. Mm. I would not be able to make it. I wouldn't be able to get this job or work on this project or have these many friends, whatever small things they might be. And the further back you go, you also realize that as a kid, you didn't have the kind of intellect and the emotional intelligence and the wisdom and maturity that you have now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think about, okay, if an 11 year old girl relocated and changed her life and was able to adjust in a new school, in a new country, in an unsafe environment, at this age, probably I can do better than that, you right. know? So, so just going back and looking at all the experiences, how far you've come and thanking uh, God at every single point in time for those. Um, the last one that I practice um, every single day is um, before sleeping at night. As you're, Obviously, most of us do that. You think about how the day went, what were the yeah. things you did, what you're looking forward for tomorrow. Practice gratitude. Say thanks. Practice say your prayers. Yeah. Say thanks. Uh, remember the good things. Uh, just kind of recap um, in your mind. Uh, one particular exercise that works well is that you can close your eyes and replay like a movie the whole day or if you're recapping the week, the whole week, whatever time frame you want to use and uh, play it like a movie and see your life uh, with the eyes of an outsider mm. so omar is not seeing his life of that week yeah. as an outsider is seeing that life and then you will be able to see things that omar was in associated with that experience that's nlp for you <laughs> who is associated is not able to see so you dissociate you know so so and then and then you find ways to say thanks so I think the more you do it, the more you practice mm. it, it just becomes, you know, uh, it, it becomes autopilot. No, that's amazing. I mean, those are like, I think the important essence, at least for uh, a lot of us listening to you right now, is just taking that moment in the day to, for example, just stop, right? Because we are these, uh, we are these creatures who are always just like, we've got to be doing things, we've got to be doing things. And we just never stop in the day to just look back and be like, okay, let me just take a pause. How is the day going? How did the day went? Mm. Night, right? Like we don't take that pause. So I think it's really important. And as you do it, as you said, you know, whenever the, you experience those highs, like, oh my God, this was amazing, right? This food turned out so good or, you know, the, the sun is so, uh, you know, the weather is so great. Whatever those highs you feel, having that, self-awareness of hey i'm actually experiencing that high 
and pausing at that moment and saying gratitude and saying your thanks however way you want to do it and that as the listeners are yeah. listening that will um you know that will feed into mm. the abundance mindset as well right so that's great sure. that's, really, that's really awesome mm. Samia. Thank you and the more sharing. you are the more you yeah. are in the present moment and in the now as as Eckhart Tolle says uh, the more you'll be able to see these things because we right. have loaded our day and our week with so much stuff so many things to do preconceived notions uh, clutter in our mind that even let's say you're taking a walk on the beach you're not present there in your mind oh i have to do this you have like 25 windows or tabs open in your mind yeah. and you're like jumping from one thing to the other so you don't notice so when you're in the present moment when you're in the now when you are aware and conscious and you don't have all that clutter in your mind you will observe it's it's bound to happen yeah no absolutely it's so it it, it is hard and i think i I myself have that challenge, right? It's really hard for me to um, uh, close all the tabs that are open in my mind, as you said, right? Like it's really difficult for me to close all those tabs because I'm constantly thinking about my work. What are my next things to do? How am I going to do this interview? What are the questions that I'm going to ask? Like all those kind of things are just constantly going in my mind all the time. And it's really difficult to... Uh, pause and be like, hey, you know what? If I'm out for a while, just pause and just observe what I'm observing. Is that a particular challenge, Samia, um, that you face with uh, uh, when you are coaching millennials? Right, your speciality is you work mm-hmm. you work closely with the millennial generation, right? Um, is that one of your biggest challenge, or is are there other challenges, unique challenges that uh, you feel millennials? are facing in their careers, not just in their career, let's just say in their lives that you help Mm. them out with. And Mm. if so, how are you helping them overcome those challenges? So now we're going to get a little bit into the strategy um, as well. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. I think uh, I kind of, so as I mentioned to you before, from the get-go four years ago, I chose my niche to be career coaching and the target mm-hmm. audience to be millennials. Uh, however, through experience of coaching and doing workshops, working with them in organizations, I realized that uh, more than 80% of my clients come to me looking for clarity, for meaning, for direction, because they are at whatever crossroads you want to call it, they are stuck. They are at some kind of crossroads, either they want to jump ships, change careers, change industry, job roles, functions, quit Mm. corporate, start their own business, want to get back into the workforce, maybe after taking a career break, whatever kind of crossroads you, and especially now during COVID and people having lost their jobs, salary cuts, businesses, all of that. So naturally, I found um, a lot of people, maybe because they can resonate with my own story of career change, or um, also due to the fact that if you look at global learnings or regional, the number one factor that drives millennials in terms of work is purpose and meaning. So no matter where they are and what they're doing, they're always questioning. They're always uh, thinking and questioning um, what is it that we're doing and how is it making an impact um, in the world, in the society. And whichever way you look at it, be it in terms of their choice of work, 
uh, where they're working, what they're doing to the choice of brands that they use and consume, what they buy, how they shop, how they live, how they spend, everything, uh, politics, society, mm. everything is shaped by impact. So, so finding purpose and meaning is big for them. And uh, from the beginning, I kind of, as I learned along the way that this is what they're looking for, I uh, started attracting those kind of clients as well. And now my business is mostly, at least the one-to-one part, is people who are looking for this. Um, right. So it is a need, it's a top need, and this is what we work on. And it's a whole process of self-discovery, deep diving within yourself, uh, knowing, because again, here's the challenge, right? For a generation that has seen two recessions back to back, and this will be the third biggest one in their lives, um, and has been born with, okay, the millennials in the 80s were not born with uh, phones in their fingertips. Uh, Maybe I'm one of them. But the the ones in the 90s, you're born with information on your fingertips. You know, you have access to anything and everything under the sun. And while, yes, it's a great thing because it equips you with with knowledge, with uh, information, um, but it also is confusing because there are so many options out there. There are so many professions out there that did not even exist while we were studying. It was just like, you know, okay, you do an MBA and you, you know, get this kind of a job or you become a lawyer or engineer. Now you can be a blogger and a blogger and content creator and designer and like you name it. And that's where uh, the confusion comes from because there's so much of external perspective and external opinions and information out there, yet not nearly enough internal deep dive, internal self-discovery and awakening process of knowing who you are at your core. What drives you? What moves you? What are your values? Yes, some of them. So I don't really work with students so much. It's mostly 23, 24 plus. So people who have graduated and are entering the workforce. And by that time, you have amassed enough experience, enough, uh, let's say, learning, knowledge and everything to know yourself, to know what your strengths are, what your values are, uh, you know, what your gifts are, what your passions are. How can you bring all of this together in a way that you carve a sweet spot in terms of um, offering the world what only you are equipped to offer in a unique way, in your way? Um, so that's how it all comes together. How do you, yeah, that's, tell me a little bit more, Samia, about that self-discovery process. How do you go through that self-discovery process with your clients? What does, uh, what does that process look like? What are the kind of, let's just say, frameworks that you guys are using or the kind of questions that you pose? Mm -hmm. Just so that I think from, from an audience perspective, Mm -hmm. we, we, um, you know, we can have a better understanding of okay what exactly do i have to do if i'm on that journey of self-discovery and awakening Sure, sure. So we look at it, of course, uh, you can't separate life from work. So it's a holistic overall well-rounded experience. But again, the focus is, yeah, the the lens through which we look at is more work related, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say you can call it finding your why or finding a kind of career that is in in line with who you are. And all the factors that we look at, uh, again, the the way it's done is either through one-to-one coaching, which is most of the time, or through workshops, online masterclasses, workshops in person, whatever. So if it, let's say if it's a one-to-one session, we would be working with that person over eight to 10 to 12 sessions, depending Mm -hmm. on how much time it takes to really work with them through the self-discovery process where we will be looking at what is their criteria when it comes to work. So what are the factors that are important to them? 
um, their motivation, their passions. And I'll, I'll walk you through how, like just yes, a couple of examples please. of how we do it. But just the things, uh, the, the things would be passion, strengths, values, uh, motivations, fears, limiting beliefs, mental blocks, the things that are holding them back. Um, and from there, all that self-exploration will then, let's say you, you diverge and then you converge, right? So it will then culminate right. into your personal ethos, your personal brand, your career vision, your career, let's say statement of, okay, these are my values, strengths. This is what I have to offer. This is what I want to do. And from there, they then choose uh, two to three or depending how many you know uh, they want to choose career paths that they want to pursue. So let's say some people mm. are very clear that, okay, this is the path. Some people want to have two options just to see how to go about it. And then after that is more about the externalizing part of like, okay, how do you package and present yourself? So how do you, uh, you know, where do you go from there? How do you land that job or how do you launch that business that you want to launch? Personal branding, uh, working on uh, your entire, you know, communication. And the execution uh, network strategy, right? Okay. The, the execution, the yeah. execution. So, so really crafting your message and then going out there and and sharing that message with relevant stakeholders. Right. Now, coming back to the, the deep dive, the internal yeah. um, awakening, so to speak. So um, given that I am um, certified um, in uh, NLP um, yeah. strengths, I use, let's say I'm a strengths-based coach who uses a lot of strengths-based uh, uh, techniques and tools uh, to let people know of what their strengths are, uh, what, how do they deliver what they do best, what is holding them back? What are the needs of their strengths? How it's, it's let's say, emotional intelligence deep dive. From that right. space of strengths, we can cultivate uh, not just the fact that how you, you, so first you know your strengths, you know how to leverage your strengths. And anytime your strengths, just because you have certain strengths doesn't mean that you're always performing at an optimal level, right? So let's right. say you're a great communicator, but you're not always going to be 10 on 10 on communication all the time. Because if, if the needs of your strengths are not met, mm -hmm. those strengths cannot perform in an optimal way. Let me right. give you an example. Tell me, tell me any one strength of yours, any top strength. Um, for me, I would say, does it have to be something cognitive or non-cognitive or can it be any? Any, but ideally, any. oh, any, any, it's fine. Any. Okay. I think perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. It's not okay. something tangible, so, but it's something, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if perseverance is your strength, uh, you are gritty, you have resilience, you are tenacious, you um, have the ability to bounce back from setbacks. So you're all of that, right? This is what you contribute. Mm -hmm. So if you're put in any such situation, uh, you will be able to do all of that. Now, here's, um, let's say, you know, the, the million dollar secret or the secret sauce, whatever you want to call it, whatever our strengths contribute or deliver is also what we need. Mm. So if you are a, a gritty person, you also need to be in situations where you can exercise this grit muscle of yours, where you can be resilient, right? Okay. Let me give you another, let's say simpler example. Um, okay, so one of my strengths is achiever. So achiever is someone who has this achiever mindset, goal-driven, result-oriented, breaking projects down into milestones, being able to achieve them, very focused. So this yeah. is what I deliver, right? For me to be able to deliver all of this, I also need the same. 
So I need goals. I need milestones. I need results. I need to be focused. I need it internally and I need it externally because sometimes I, my balance is off. I'm not able to perform. So internally, I'm not in a place to perform in that way. Externally, if let's say you're working on a project with people and your number one strength is achiever, but the other person's top strength is empathy. You come mm. into a meeting, you're asking about, uh, hey, John, we talked about last week this project and I was supposed to do tak tak tak. This is my <laughs> stuff. You were supposed to do tak tak. What have you done? And he's like, man, where's my copy? You know, yeah, he wants it, to build a relationship. Get, exactly. He, he's like, you know, where's the small people, talk? People, for sure, small talk or, or, or not just that, listening, understanding, being empathetic, relationship building. He is always going to come from that place. Again, Absolutely. we are oversimplifying and we're just assuming these people have only these two strengths. You have yeah. a lot more than that. But let's say whatever your top strengths are, that's the lens you wear with which you view the world. So mm. if you are an achiever kind of a person or if you look, for instance, you are a person who is big on resilience and perseverance, yep. right? So people who are not resilient or not as, as resilient as you are, or um, uh, let's say they, they uh, get too worked up on little things, you will tend to judge them. It's natural because you are, uh, you know, you have all these strengths and you're so good at it. So people who are not that great at it, you will find it difficult to connect with them to relate to them because it doesn't come to you naturally so that's the beauty of emotional intelligence that when we make people aware right. of what their strengths are what they're good at and also what they're not good at what are their blind spots what mm. are the strengths that they don't have that they are oblivious to right. then empathy kicks in so if right. i'm not resilient but you are but i know that i'm not resilient and you are I'll be more empathetic towards your strengths and my blind spots and vice versa. So right. this is the, this foundational point on which we work on uh, when we make people, and it's, it's very, very deep, intense work. Mm. Uh, so when people get all of this awareness of what they're good at, what they're not so good at, how they communicate, and then NLP comes in. So NLP is all about um, communication, internal state, limiting beliefs, fears, how to right. really change how you feel from the inside. So let me give you another example. Um, a lot of work that I do taps into the subconscious minds of people, which mm -hmm. is where most of the decisions happen, right? So 90% right. of our decisions yeah. are taken from our subconscious mind. Yeah. So we work on a lot of positive psychology and positive psychology visualizations where we tell people to, let's say, close their eyes and imagine they're at a certain place mm -hmm. and, you know, we walk them through a certain scenario. So they stop thinking from their active conscious mind and they tap into their subconscious and they get the answers from there. Because they're not thinking and saying, they're seeing and showing. And there's a difference. And right. when you make them experience that, a lot of that purpose and what's my life mission and vision and goal and what's the legacy I want to leave behind in this world, what's the impact that I want to make comes from there. Because it's, it's all here. It's, it's the all visualization. Here. It's yeah. just, for sure. It's about tapping and having access to that. That's great. I mean, that's a great technique that you guys use. And it's something I think, um, you know, individuals who are watching uh, this particular episode, you guys can even do, for example, right? Like you guys can focus on like visualizing what, 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 what is that, what is that life that you want to live? What is that purpose mm -hmm. that you want to um, visualize yourself in like a future state of how you want to see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and it will help you um, unlock and discover your own self a little bit more 
You know, it's not going to happen mm. in one night. And this is what I keep telling everyone that even I work with. It's not like you will do this tonight and tomorrow morning you will wake up and be awake. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, naturally you will be awakened, but not in the, in the other sense. You will not be awakened. It takes a lot of time. So, I mean, how long does this process usually take? You're, you're, you're a certified coach how, on average, just so that our audience have an understanding and a benchmark to say and be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is how much time I need to invest to set realistic expectations. Sure, sure. So it depends again from person to person because everybody's uh, progress is different, yeah. their goals are different, their mission, whatever they set out to is different. And some pe- sometimes people become aware by the end of it on what is the kind of career change they want to make. But let's say um, in the real world, they are mm-hmm. not equipped to make that right yet. Right. They don't maybe have the financial resources or whatever logistical uh, reasons they might have. In terms of process, the 10 to 12 sessions that we have with people mm-hmm. take anywhere from two to three months. Two to and three it's, months. Th- there's a reason that you need to invest that much time because like you rightly said change doesn't happen overnight so for you to have any kind of transformation uh, like let's say we have only one session per week we keep one week gap between sessions because we want to allow people to have the time to sleep over it to digest it to absorb it to work on next steps and action items from our work Um, and the progress is always slow and gradual like I have clients that I've worked with for over three years now same mm. client, one client, not mm. not consistently. Maybe they would. I would see them for um, two months, right. three months. Yeah. Then we would have a break, or maybe another new life situation or career situation emerged a couple of months later. They would come back, and we would work for another two, three months, four months. So it's on and off, but like you know, um, the duration could could just be dependent on what you're looking for as well. Got but yeah, at the at the end of the day, it is a long process. And, you know, I don't think I have shared this anybody with anybody publicly, but yeah, for me, that process took me almost a year as well, right? Mm. To really figure out who I am, figure out my own personal strengths and figure out what is my purpose? What is my why, right? So it, it is a long process, but it is very, very important. I think one of the foundational elements or steps in um, getting to however way we started off the show with success, right? However way you want to define success for your personal life. Samia, this has been great. I want to leave, uh, uh, I, I want to give you a few more minutes uh, to talk about um, any other topic that I, you think is really important for the audience um, to know, to learn from you. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is uh, basically like an open, open floor for you open mic, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've had already a great chat. I had talked about all the things that are very close to my heart. Uh, we also got to talk about perseverance, thanks to it being one of your strengths. And, you know, especially in these times when uh, it's tough, it's uncertain, it's unclear, we don't know what future holds for yeah. all of us. I would just want to leave this message with people that um, take each day as it comes. Uh, You know, you have to uh, have the faith and belief that things will be better. We need to have this hope. We need to have um, really this this belief that 
things always turn around and they always become better. And this is where resilience comes in, right? I know you've already talked and touched upon a lot on resilience in your previous uh, episodes. Again, (laughs) one of my values and I really practice it and I would encourage people to to look at it positively and think that, yes, we are really growing our resilience muscle, not just us, our kids, our little kids. You know, when my daughter comes and asks me, mommy, why can't we go here? And we used to go here. Why can't I go on a roller coaster? And I'm like, honey, our life is full of (laughs) roller coasters. Corona coaster, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what more roller coaster you want. But you know, it's tough. It's tough when you your kids ask you for things that you can't provide. Um, and you don't have control over it. And that's yeah. how you learn the beauty of surrendering. You know, I just mm. did a post yesterday on it on Instagram on uh, learning the beauty and wisdom and this maturity of being able to surrender, to mm. let go. To have faith and believe yeah. in a higher power in, in the universe and know that it holds something better for us. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. That is so that is so well put. Thank you so so much, Samia. That has been wonderful. It is wonderful, wonderful chatting with you, learning so much about Likewise. you know, um, your definition of success, sharing my definition of success, talking about abundance mindset. Um, you know, talking about um, um, uh, uh, talk, uh, talking about uh, resilience, perseverance, and your techniques, and um, you know, especially sharing your particular techniques for the discovery process for um, being awakened and figuring out your own purpose in life. So this has been super, super insightful. I really want to thank you from thank the you. bottom of my heart. Like this is great, and uh, for all of you, um, you know, please do leave your comments with anything that you picked on from this particular episode from Samia. We would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for watching and please do not forget to click the subscribe button and the like button below. Thank you so much. See you next week. What you just learned has given you new knowledge, but knowledge is not power. It is potential power. It only becomes power when you activate your learning. I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings. And tag me at I am Omar Padri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, you transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.